It's the difference. A weekly look at the intersection of politics, news, and your bottom line. How do events outside of your control and markets impact your personal finance? Well, I'm Dan O'Donnell, and I'm here to discuss that along with the president and CEO of Annex, Dave Spano. Dave, welcome to another edition here. Well, I tell you what, uh, it's like being in the locker room at halftime. That was really fun, folks. I was waiting for Dan to come on and do the podcast, and I had a front row seat to Newsmax. That was nice. Yeah, so I do pretty regular hits on Newsmax TV. It's a a national conservative uh, news network. I also do News Nation, which is a a more uh, neutral news network. It's the old WGN America. But right before we tape the Difference podcast, I have to do a TV hit. So what I do is I literally just set up a camera. I set up a wireless microphone system, and I'm sitting right where I sit to do the radio show and to do this podcast. And they got to me late because Devin Nunes, the former congressman who's now the CEO of the Trump Media Organization, was on right before I was. I, I should have tried to big time Nunes, be like, "Don't you know I have to record Don't a finance you know podcast?" You got Come Spano on. Nunes. You got Spano waiting. You for got God's Dave sake. Spano. Yeah, Dave Spano does not wait, Devin. Um, so we had to wait for him. So my microphone was on, and Dave was apparently listening in. Were you watching, by the way, on on your TV at your office? Oh. Or no? Of course, of course. Oh, did, you were. Well, we know did, anytime did, did, DOD is on television, we got this thing on. <laughs> did uh, did I look good in always, HD? Is it true? Always. Is it true the camera adds about forty five to fifty pounds? No, because not, that's, not at all. Not at all. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. No, if I you look good, I actually, you know, what's funny. Uh, Dave is I used to tell it used to be a big thing in my family when I started doing TV I was not a lot of people know this I was a regular correspondent on the Nancy Grace show on HLN Mm -hmm. and sign of the times HLN actually just announced Nancy Grace she ended her show some years back and I've been appearing on some HLN documentaries like true crime documentaries and that sort of thing they'll bring a camera crew in and, and tape me Sign of the Times, HLN, maybe two weeks ago, just announced they are ceasing all live programming. So there will be no news anymore on HLN, which used to be headline news. It was mm-hmm. CNN headline news. Then they rebranded it. Uh, Nancy Grace was the flagship program of that for many years. And I was a, a correspondent on Nancy Grace. And they would actually, it was funny, they would pretend that I was a local reporter. No matter where the missing girl was or where the murder took place, I would be like a local. And they never lied about it. They always said, Nancy would bring me out. She said, Dan O'Donnell <laughs> from WISN Radio. But it would be implied that WISN Radio was in whatever city that the crime took place. Mm-hmm. So there are millions of WISN radios over the years. But yeah, I shed a little tear when HLN went off. And I used to, every time I would go on TV, I'd, you know, text my entire family and say, hey, watch me. And then in 2016, I was on the Bill O'Reilly show on Fox News. And I'm watching, you have to go down and you get the satellite link up and I'm watching the monitor. And all I can think of is, oh my God, I look so fat, I can barely fit in the frame. What have I done to myself? And I can't, even to this day, I will not go back. I don't know what it was. I don't think I was any heavier than any other TV appearance. But now I'm super self-conscious whenever I'm on camera that I look super, super fat. Half half Irish, half Italian. Well, there's a lot of reasons that you might look that way. But you know what people know, don't know is... 
maybe they don't know is you have a law degree and you I do. you did I do. you covered a lot of cases here yeah. in the Milwaukee market when when it cuz you would go to the you know you oh, went yeah. to some famous cases Oh yeah, boy, Michael McGee, uh, Stephen Avery. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. The, more make, recently, the making of a murderer, I think. The, yeah, that was Stephen Avery making right. a murder. I've got a role in that. Right. Uh, I thought I had a deal with the filmmakers that they wouldn't put me on camera, but I snuck into a couple of scenes, kind of against my will. Uh, no, I you know wish them all the success, and then of course I did the rebuttal podcast, and they sort of stopped speaking to me. But nonetheless, we are here to talk not about my fledgling television career, but about your investments. And this week, Davis, we're taping this uh, right between my Newsmax TV hits. But the day before, we're going to get new inflation numbers, right. the Consumer Price Index. And two days before the Federal Reserve meets again, we're going to see even more interest rates hikes. Yeah. Now, on Friday, the Producer Price Index rose month to month by higher levels than analysts expected. And this is raising fears that we might not be out of the inflationary woods anytime soon. Then last night, Sunday night, 60 Minutes, uh, Treasury to Secretary Janet Yellen says, well, I think by the end of 2023, inflation will be down to normal levels. This is the same woman who for two years now has been telling us inflation would be transitory. And she said she has now walked that back, of course, because she was dead wrong. And, and we talked about that, that it is not transitory, is that it's becoming sticky. And we've been talking about it for a year. And so right now, has inflation peaked is really the question. Again, we're going to get a CPI report on Tuesday, and then the Fed is going to speak and then raise rates. And so this will be their seventh rate hike of 2022. Can you imagine? In March of this year, we are effectively at what's called the zero rate bound. In other words, zero, zero percent interest rates were out there fueling the economy and quantitative easing was in full force. In other words, they were out there pushing money out into the economy. And inflation, by the way, technically, is, is inflation is when they inflate the money supply. There's no doubt they inflated the money supply. It's un, it's unequivocal to the tune of 25 or 30 percent. So if you say if you're going to inflate money supply by 30 percent, you're going to have inflation. Is it six percent over five years? Is it is it five percent over six years? So on and so forth. Well, here here we saw a number this past week of nearly eight percent being sticky. And at the same time, prices are up. Manufacturers are technically in a recession. It's as measured by the manufacturing number. If it's below 50, that's a retractionary. If it's above 50, that's expansionary. They came in under 50. So that is a precursor and a harbinger of where we're headed. So in 2023, there's no most certainly going to have a slowdown because rate raises have a lagging effect. Yeah. And just how much the uh, effect is going to lag the raises, I should say, um, is the big question. Right. I think we've been talking for a long time. We're probably expecting within the first quarter, maybe second quarter of the new year. Is that still sort of the thinking? Because uh, near as I can tell, consumer spending ahead of the Christmas holiday has been very, very strong. And I think that took people maybe a little bit by surprise who were thinking, OK, we're already in a recession. Well, the impact of those rate hikes hasn't fully hit yet. Right. And you've still got people who I think are uh, the beneficiaries of some slight wage inflation, which 
isn't, of course, uh, keeping pace with the inflation of goods. Right. But still, people are still spending, and it's not going to be until what February, or later. March, that, or maybe or later, later yeah. that we that we start to see this slowdown that everyone's been predicting. And you know, Goldman Sachs is kind of an, on an island right now, but they've been pretty good in the past in saying, even though seventy five percent of economists are saying we're going to have a recessionary environment in twenty twenty three, perhaps twenty four, uh, Goldman Sachs says there is a possibility that they can make their way through the forest here and have a soft landing. In other words, they can make inflation come down and not cause a recession. And so we'll have to see. But no matter what, it will be a slowing. And you'll clearly recall earlier this year, we had two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. So is it a double dip? That's possible. If you're a, a stock investor, for example, where should you be? And the answer to that question is find companies that have free cash flow, that have low debt, that have an opportunity to expand in an environment like that. That takes some work, and that means you have to go through the portfolio and find out where are the opportunities set. In the days of just throwing a dart against the tech board, is those days are over. And especially yeah. the top seven names, which control not only the S&P 500, but the triple Qs, they're under pressure with job cuts and the like. And by the way, you mentioned higher wages to cover higher prices. That could turn into, which is a, a bad economic term called a price wage spiral, where you know one chases the other, and we don't get out of this for a significant amount of time. And that's really the concern that you you've got this sticky inflation, and you've got us in sort of an inflationary spiral where the Fed is slowing down the economy to the point of crashing it. And we're still not getting all of that inflation out of the system because everybody's going to be, of course, as we always are, looking at what it is that the Federal Reserve chairman says after he raises rates, because that's essentially an inevitability at this point, that there is going to be another rate hike. However, it's, is he as shall we say, bearish on the idea that inflation is going to be out of the system as Janet Yellen is. Because as everybody's watching Jerome Powell, I'm listening to Janet Yellen. And, and the woman who has been saying, oh, we're, we're almost out of the woods, we're almost out of the woods, is now saying, well, a year out, that to me is kind of troubling. Well, you know, there's an old saying that says if someone tells you who they are, you should listen to it, right? And so he's saying he's he's going to be diligent about bringing inflation out. And, you know, one of the reasons why is you think about what are the downsides? Well, the downsides clearly is the stock market, but what's the bigger downside is 50% of Americans who are really getting crushed by higher prices that cannot afford that. And I saw another crazy statistic the other day. 100 million Americans are on Medicaid. I mean, think about that. That is a, that's the poverty part of our economy. So that is what's happening right now. So higher prices at food, for gas, for, for rental, that is, there is pressure on that. So they have to fight this. They have to fight inflation. Some people are saying, well, hold on a second. It's the fire department coming to put out the fire after they started it, right? There's no question that quantitative easing, sticking around too long while the economy was doing well, was a mistake. We talked about uh, mortgage rates earlier this year, Dan. You'll recall, I said, why are they buying mortgage-backed securities in February and March of this year when the housing market is on fire? So as we head into the end of the year here, 
there's probably some losses in your portfolio. Go through and do some tax loss selling. Now, obviously, if you're working with an advisor, make sure you talk about that. And then position your portfolio in places that will take advantage of the economy in 2023. Because certainly, we don't know if it's going to be first quarter, second quarter, or not 23 at all. And that is the reason why you have to go through and have an assessment of what you own. Because the bearish indicators are flashing everywhere that we look, Dan. Yeah, and it seems that everyone is all saying the same thing. While there was disagreement, remember in August when we were fighting about whether or not we were in a recession, right. that the two consecutive quarters of economic contraction doesn't mean a recession anymore. Well, there's, it was politics. Yeah, it was Dan, pure politics, right. pure politics. Uh, there is no doubt anymore, however, that a recession is coming. And, and now it just seems to be only a matter of how deep it is, how long it is, and is this something that actually impacts us for more than just a couple of quarters? Could we be in a recessionary environment for uh, more than a year? And let me just say, as I said earlier in, in the podcast, Goldman Sachs says that we could avoid a recessionary environment, just a slowing economy. So even if we go into recession, will it be shallow because of the job market stays strong? There's still a ton of jobs available. If somebody wants a job, they can get one. So that is the reason why you have to position yourself. We can help if you go through a, a scenario where let's look at what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. That's an assessment. And then number two, the framework for the financial plan. So important. Put those two together as a 2023 plan. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. That's exactly what you should do. And and now really is the time to do it. You can take just a little bit of time out from Christmas shopping and wrapping presents to do that, right, Dave? Like, how long does it typically take? You sit down with somebody, you go over yeah. what they own. About an hour. You know, the free wealth metric. Yeah. Uh, just an hour. Yeah, just about an hour. You go through, we ask some questions, we talk about risk tolerances, and then we prepare that deliverable, and then we have you come back when we present it. That second meeting will give you these two deliverables. It's complimentary. It's free. And if you don't don't want to work with us going forward, that's fine. But at least we have done what we always do, which is educate listeners. We want to do that. So at least you have that tool in your hand as you go into 2023. All right. He is Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex. I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening and Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you from all of us here at The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast. 